Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Monday, October 17th edition of the program. We have new polls in and it's looking rough out there for the Democrats. They are probably going to lose across the board in every close race that we're seeing based on these polls which is, of course, very exciting. Uh, We also have Biden now at 33% of voters saying they would re-elect him if the 2024 election were held today. So it turns out good old Joe is not exactly getting it done, which is unsurprising that anybody, anybody who's paying attention would have known this all along. And then also uh, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, saying he'll spend whatever money he has to, whatever money he can, in order to make sure that a Democrat does not win the governor's race in Oregon because the libs are crazy and have ruined that state by letting crime run completely rampant and really encouraging the lawlessness that we've seen. Plus, Governor Ron DeSantis still planning to send migrants on flights to places like Delaware and Illinois. Oh, immigration still a very big issue. We're going to make sense of all this coming up here in just a second. 
If you ever thought about investing in real estate, but you didn't have the time or expertise to do it on your own, listen up. Done for you real estate. These are the people that you need to be working with because they're advisors. They are really a concierge service for the new real estate investor, somebody who wants to understand how to do this, wants to be advised at every step of the way, and wants to build with successful, smart real estate plans over the long term. That's where done for you comes in. I mean, they're absolutely fantastic what they do. I've been working them for years. I've bought multiple houses, investment properties with done for you real estate. They're doing very well. I've got tenants in all of them. They're paying me so I get some free cash flow every month. Plus, I'm building up equity over time. But done for you will take you through every step of the process. What area you want to invest in, what specific house you want to buy, getting a mortgage in place for that, getting a management company in place, and then getting a tenant there. So you're getting that free cash flow paid every month. And most importantly, you're building up that equity in that home over time as an investment that's actually yielding cash for you too. It's great. Go to doneforyoubuck.com to see how this process works. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today. You see that thing where Joe Biden's got the ice cream cone? He's like, yeah, man, not a joke. Economy's great, man. Not a joke. Listen here, listen here, buddy. All right. Come on, man. Economy, it's great. Jobs, millions, millions of jobs. This guy's a moron. You know it. I know it. I think at some level he knows it. I mean, here's just one headline to give a sense of where things actually are right now. Inflation has wiped $2.1 trillion, an average of 25% off American workers' retirement savings. This is how Biden is hammering your 401k. That was the that was the headline on this one. Well, of course he is, because they don't know what they're doing when it comes to making the economy work better, standing out of the way, letting businesses grow, letting people do well. No, they think, the Democrats think their job is really to implement modern monetary theory. What's that? Just the crazy idea that you just spend whatever you want to spend. There's like really important things that are like literally like so important that Democrats want to spend on. So they do. And that's that's their whole approach. You know, it's somebody who's in the mall with mommy and daddy's credit card and just wants to buy all the stuff because why? Because they don't have a good explanation. Well, it keeps them in power, I suppose, because they're trying to buy off different constituencies. That's one part of it. But how does it actually make the economy better for the government to decide that the private sector shouldn't be determining where capital and resources goes, but actually more so than already? The government's already spending $3 trillion plus a year, in the but it's crazy as it is. But then you're going to add trillions on top of that? I mean, this stuff is really straightforward, but Democrats act like it's such a shock when it doesn't work out well because, well, do they even really care? As long as they can stay in power, I don't think any of this stuff matters to them. So here we go. we got a Harvard-Harris poll here. that has the three issues Americans are most worried about, inflation, the economy, jobs, and immigration. Now, I have been saying economy, crime, immigration. Economy, crime, immigration. On this show, I've been saying this for months. That's where we are. Now, crime doesn't show up in the top three on this one. I think it's actually the fourth issue in this poll. But depending on the state we're talking about, it's by far the most important issue in the election. It's the one that has really determined for a lot of people whether or not they're going to be voting for a Democrat or a Republican. And this is quite straightforward. The Democrat Party, because America entered a period of tremendous safety and economic prosperity, thanks to the Trump administration, in part, 
But Democrats want defund. They never really think through how that would work. We never get a real explanation for what the rationale is behind this other than they say so. And it makes them feel good about themselves because, as I said, they believe the system is racist. They believe the people that want to enforce the laws are bad people. Therefore, therefore, uh, by standing against that, they're the good people. It's very uh, virtue signaling heavy. But this is where you get uh, Phil Knight, who is the founder of Nike. He's a billionaire many, many, many times over. And he's willing to say that he will spend whatever it takes. He will spend whatever is necessary to make sure that, in this case, Christine Drazen, who is the Republican contender, becomes the next governor of Oregon. Why? Because it turns out people don't really want to walk around downtown Portland and be stepping on needles and human feces and hoping that some lunatic, you know, without a shirt on, without shoes on, who smells like he hasn't bathed in six months, comes running at them and screaming at how he wants money. Give me money. Or else. Or, you know, even worse. I mean, this happens to me in New York, by the way. A scenario somewhat similar to that have happened to me in New York City. It's the same thing. People who are clearly severely mentally ill and or drug addicted who feel like they can get away with menacing the public because they can. So that's what they do. And then when those of us who are sick of this say, hey, we need to actually enforce laws about this stuff, about public vagrancy, about simple assault, about camping on the street, you know, everything, the most serious crimes to the quality of life crimes, all of this needs to have a sense of enforcement behind it, the willingness of the authorities to enforce these laws. I mean, I was told recently that in New York they're considering, because right now in New York City, they have these motorcycle gangs that will go through Manhattan and other boroughs in in like a pack of 100 motorcycles. And some of them are ATVs. They're, they're modified to make them as loud as they can possibly make them. So imagine 50 to 100 motorcycles where they specifically changed the mechanics on them to make them as loud as they can be. And then they all go together. It shakes the windows of buildings that they go by. It is deafening if you were on the street. This is illegal. There actually are decibel rules, right? I mean, anybody who says, oh, well, it's just noise, you say, well, hold on a second. En- enough noise can can burst your eardrums. I mean, noise is a form of sound waves can be a form of oppression and even a form of assault. And anyone doesn't believe so, okay, well, I just went up to somebody and screamed profanity in his face and in his ear. Oh, I, wasn't, I didn't touch him, though. Well, it's still a form of assault. And this is what we see, where they just decide, well, we're not going to enforce those rules anymore. We're going to act like there's nothing to see here, no, no problem when it comes to the lawlessness that's on the streets day in and day out. And finally, I think people have had enough of this. Finally, they're saying, in the case of Oregon, they're not okay with Portland being just destroyed, being ruined as a city, which is what has happened. It's gone from being a place with some funky cultural vibes and some interesting food trucks to a place with a thousand shootings a year that has a police force that is ill-equipped to do the job and where the lawlessness on the streets is making people leave. People are leaving. They have had enough. They've decided they don't like this. They don't find this to be something that is tolerable. And why should they? 
Why why should this continue? Why should this be a situation that is allowed uh, to go on like this without there being political consequences? That's the question I ask you. Oh, I wanted to get to this. Um, Fauci. Fauci is out there now and he is saying, you know, uh, that he never really did anything in terms of shutdowns. He didn't call for shutdowns. Play clip three, if you will, here. Because the only thing he will admit that he was wrong on with shutdowns, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, all of it. The only thing that Fauci, because this upsets the cathedral of the libs, this this upsets the apparatus of the Democrats. The only thing that bothers him is in the very beginning when he said masks are stupid and don't work, which is true. They are dumb and don't work. And he knew that in the beginning. And then he just changed because Democrats, their anxiety disorder, which is so common for Democrats because they're generally unhappy and ill-equipped to deal with reality the anxiety disorder that led them to just think a mask was going to save them uh he betrayed them on this he he didn't know this but oh no the the neurotic libs need their masks need their face diapers or else they just don't feel safe so the only thing he will admit that he got wrong play clip three here is mask guidance from the beginning of the pandemic would you take back what you said about masks? Obviously, the guidance changed, but you, yeah. were, but you were very definitive. You said there's absolutely no reason for people to be wearing masks. Yeah, I mean, sure. If I had to do it over again, of course, I would have analyzed it a little bit better. No, he lied, folks. He's lying now. That, the part that's so crazy is that his political constituency, the libs, the Democrats, that, that's who believes in Fauci. This is, he's a purely partisan figure. He harnessed science for the benefit of the Democrat Party. That is why he exists. That is that is his reason for being in the last two years. The only thing that he'll say he got wrong is that he upset the uh, the Fauciites by making fun of how stupid masks are in the beginning. That's it. Everything else, everything else he says, you know, yeah, he thinks he, he was on the right side of it. Um, the Democrats deserve to lose all elected power everywhere in the country based on COVID alone. On that issue alone, they should honestly lose every election, every seat, everything. There's no reason for them to continue in these roles for a reasonable, rational person. They should lose these jobs that they have um, no question about it, but there's going to be obviously some libs that think that this was all great and they're all in favor of it. Another one person who I think is not going to have a job in elected office is Katie Hobbs. This is fascinating. Katie Hobbs running in Arizona for the governor's mansion there and just refuses. Carrie Lake is a rising Republican, rising right wing uh, political star. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. And she's the closest female to Trump and Trumpism in style and substance that we have seen. Here is Katie Hobbs uh, with Dana, Donna Bash here, Donna Bash, on why she refuses to debate Carrie Lake for the Arizona, um, yeah, Arizona governor's race. Play clip four. She just came and sat down with me and, and answered my questions for for a lot of minutes. Um yeah, a lot of Democrats are questioning your decision and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? 
That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. She's ducking. I mean, it couldn't be. Any, she's ducking. It couldn't be any more obvious. That is what she is doing right now. Refuses to debate her opponent. And is probably going to lose to her opponent, but deserves even more so to this loss, given the fact that she is ducking the debate. But okay, well, let's just see. Katie Hobbs, this is a, a commonplace Democrat tactic that we're seeing all across the country. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. They're hoping different Democrat candidates that the media, Kokel in New York for the governor's race, that the media will do the heavy lifting and push them over the finish line themselves, right? That the media will do it and that the candidate will be able to hide out and pretend like they don't believe the things that they believe. I mean, Katie Hobbs, you've heard all this stuff. The lib media were totally in the tank for anybody who is not just pro-choice in a general sense, but pro-choice nine months of a pregnancy without exception. That is the the Planned Parenthood endorsed uh, Democrat approved position. Anything else is is insufficient. Katie Hobbs was asked, is there any limit? Because notice pro-life people will say, I believe in exceptions for uh, rape and incest or I believe in the following categories. I believe, you know, that when fetal heartbeat is detected, there can be no abortions after that. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll say what they now you can argue with it or you can say that's too extreme or that's not or I shouldn't say too extreme. That's too stringent or not stringent enough, whatever. Um, but those are that's why I don't like the word extreme for this. Those are realistic and good faith positions that somebody could have. Democrats won't even say what their position is. They just want to call the other side extreme. See, it even seeps into our conscious. Oh, well, one side's extreme. The other's not. They won't even answer. Katie Hobbs was asked here, do you support any limits on abortion? Any limits whatsoever? I mean, it's nine months. The baby's coming out. And just as a matter of law, the woman decides, I just, you know what? I've had enough. Can an abortion be performed? Can an abortion be performed on a baby that's, let's say, in its seventh month? After it has left the womb, this does happen. And this is why there was something called the Born Alive Infant Protection Act passed that needed to be passed so that a baby that was that survived a botched abortion would not be murdered because that was the law at that time. Well, it's a baby that's supposed to be aborted. Therefore, it means terminating, killing the baby. Katie Hobbs asked about this. Here's how she dodges play five. Do you support any legal limits on abortion in Arizona? The fact is right now that we are under an extreme 15 week ban that limits health care options for women who need them. There's the potential for a complete ban right now. That ban is in the courts. But under my opponent's administration, she would support a full ban. She's called this a great law. She doesn't support any exceptions. What do you support? When you're talking about late-term abortion, that is incredibly, extremely rare. If that conversation is happening, it's because there's something that's gone incredibly wrong in the pregnancy, and politicians do not belong in that decision. But what do you support? What should the limits be? The the decision about abortion should be between a patient and their doctor. No limits. Notice that? No limits. None. Between a patient and... Okay, so they can keep running in circles. Patient and doctor... Can they decide anything? It's nine months. I don't want the baby anymore. Can they just, the answer is yes. She believes in no limits. Because if she believed in a limit, she would say it. But this is why she has to hide from 
Carrie Lake on the debate stage. This is why she's yet another Democrat candidate who's trying to hide from the public, effectively. Just let let the Democrats who vote Democrat no matter what. Let the Democrat herd deliver all of their votes because they don't care. They don't change their minds. They'd vote for anybody with a D by their name. And then hope that the media can do the work of convincing enough independents, oh, this person's reasonable. Here's an example of this. In the Pennsylvania Senate race, here is Politico, one of their hacks, claiming that Fetterman is not hiding and that he's, in fact, being very candid about his health. Play clip 10. Fetterman's campaign had gotten some criticism about not being particularly transparent about his condition. And to be fair, we haven't heard an update from his doctor in quite some time. But Fetterman himself is leaning into this. He did the interview with NBC. He did the Penn Live thing. He's done other events. He's confronting this head on. And a lot of voters have people in their lives, perhaps themselves, who have health challenges, who know it takes some time to recovery. And Fetterman not hiding from it right now. He's being really candid and doing so effectively. And certainly his campaign from day one has been extraordinarily good at trolling dr oz oh yeah the trolling dr oz is a childish comment that's stupid i mean all candidates are trying to troll other candidates and this is just what happens it's called political oppo and attack uh but he's really candid where are his medical records what do his medical records say not sharing him doesn't care only doing a debate after early voting has started and a debate where he's going to have Closed captioning so we can read because he can't actually process. This is who they're offering as a Senate candidate, folks. This is who they think the next senator should be. And this is why you get on the list, the economy, crime, immigration. Democrats are losing on all of these things, as they should. We've only got a few weeks here. This is really a referendum on are the people of the United is a majority of the United States population, sane or not. That's what this election comes down to. There's no I, there's no good faith argument that Democrats have done a good job, their party knows what it's doing, no, none of that. That's not true. So it really comes down to, do you think in reasonable, rational terms with your politics or not? If the answer is no, vote Democrat. But for everybody else who's reasonable and sane, You've got to vote for Republicans. You've got to stop the madness, stop the political bleeding that is going on of our economy, of our border, crime. It's outrageous. More on this tomorrow, friends. Thanks for hanging out. Shields high. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 